welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Um, this is take two. I tried recording this episode. Well, I did. I recorded the episode, you know, the night before. Um, I was getting ready to edit it, and the uh, files are corrupted. So here I am, take two, which is kind of interesting because... Since it's me by myself, you guys got to hear me talk about all the nerdy stuff that I'm into. And uh, as all you guys know, or a lot of you know, is I'm a huge Star Wars fan, obviously. And I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. You know, he's one of the characters that I like, you know, really, really like a little reading about. Um, I've said it before in the past. I like the scum and villainy of the Star Wars universe because the reality is most of us would probably be that. You know, we'd be trying to eke out a living. Not everybody can be like a politician or a Sith or a Jedi most of us are just regular people just trying to make their way through the universe um so yeah it's gonna be oops all boba episode when i had recorded it the night before the first episode of the book boba hadn't came out and i talked about that as you guys know i like to structure my um my episodes usually with my guests where they usually bring like three stories that they enjoy something from their past something they recently got into something they're looking forward to well i've been looking forward to this book of boba fett tv show well since it got announced end of uh, mando season two right and uh, I woke up at 4.30 in the, mo- in the morning, and uh, I, my plan was to watch the, the first episode when I got back from work. Well, I woke up early in the morning, couldn't go back to sleep, so I watched the Book of Boba Fett episode one. And uh, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised, I'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I got back from work, recording, I want to edit it real quick, upload it for you guys who uh, like to listen to the episodes right when they come out. Um, and then again, I, I just don't want to miss any more days if I can. Um, but yeah, something from the past I wanted to talk about, um, because not only is it, you know, Boba Fett, but it's also, it's one of the earlier comics I read, um, when I first got into comic book reading, um, a little over 10 years ago and it was Dark Horse Comics. For those of you who don't know now, um, before Marvel had the license for Star Wars again, Dark Horse had it and they did pretty much all the expanded universe stuff that was really cool with Star Wars and that everybody, you know, grew to like. They were a big part of it. It was the novels um, and the comic books that were pushing a lot of the expanded universe. You know, there was not as many TV shows or cartoons. Uh, the ones that there were, you know, like Ewoks and Droids were just kind of hokey. You know, they're for little kids and stuff. So it was cool reading the comics and getting a little bit more serious story. And one of the earlier Star Wars comics that I read was the Star Wars Boba Fett series. It was a four issue limited series called Enemy of the Empire. Um, And the reason it's called Enemy of the Empire uh, is really cool. Um, Again, it was a really early moment on seeing uh, Boba Fett in action. Um, He's, as everybody knows, the galaxy's best bounty hunter. Um, always gets the job done and uh, he's a very formidable foe uh you know he has his little wookie um braids from the wookies he's killed as trophies and uh, in the books he used to say all the time that he had lightsabers from all the jedi that he's killed um because you know during the great purge and stuff they were hiring bounty hunters and mercenaries and anyone and everyone to hunt down jedi so again in order for a you know, a, a human, um, a human non-force sensitive, uh, individual to hold their own and best, uh, Jedi, it's, it's kind of a big deal, you know, it's, it's a, it's a true, um, testament to how badass he is. And in this, uh, story, the Boba Fett enemy of the empire, uh, Boba is hired by Darth Vader to track down, um, a colonel in the empire. Um, his name was a ball Carta. I'm, I'm really bad with names and pronunciation um but that's that's as close as it's gonna get um and yeah carta he 
from what you gain when you're reading the, the, the story is that he's kind of gone rogue. You know, he's gone crazy and they're trying to find him. They're trying to, you know, he has something in his possession that the Empire wants, Vader wants. And um, he, you know, he, he knows of Boba Fett's uh, reputation. So he wants to hire him to find him. Uh, Bo- and Boba knows that Vader's tracking him, that he put a tracker on him. But what he doesn't know is that... Um, that Vader sent some assassins after him because uh, he doesn't want whatever the colonel had in his possession to fall into Boba Fett's hands that he might keep, which is kind of weird, right? If you don't trust him, then why hire him in the first place? Uh, I always thought that was kind of strange, uh, but whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's really cool. It shows Boba doing his whole bounty hunting thing, you know, sleuthing and and chasing down leads and, and hunting this guy down. Um, it shows, again, how, how do you say intimidating can be? And how good, quote unquote, good he is at negotiating, you know, right? Like uh, getting information from people. Uh, it's really, really cool. It shows, you know, uh, Boba in full, uh, in full force. And uh, he, he ends up finding, like, again, little breadcrumbs that this guy left behind. He's, he's chasing down all the leads and ends up finding that the guy, you know, tattooed himself. He's running away with, like, he has, like, a, a case with them. You know, it's like a, a little uh, casket or whatever. And uh, he pretty much... Finds his way to this planet, which was called really bad with names. So I got I got to look it up on here. It was Merrick's Minor, um, and then there's like an ancient order of pessimists, which I'm not too sure what that means, but you know it's like little druids or or monks or whatever. And uh, yeah, Boba Fett kills the assassins, or he fights them off. You know, he kills one, fights off a lot of the other ones. And by the time he tracks down what the guy, you know, tracks the guy down, he also finds out that he has what he has in his possession in that casket is the uh, severed head of like a priestess or something like that for a tribe. It was a Ikari tribe, I C A R I I. Um, and yeah, the the what's so significant is this head. You know, it can still talk, and it tells the future of the person who owns it. So again, something like that, really, really, really a uh, valuable asset to have um, for almost anyone in any position in the galaxy. So Vader wants it, you know, he wants to tell the future and he um, he didn't trust Boba. So he goes and tries to fetch it from him, you know, tries to get the, the thing from him. Boba just wants to get paid and he kind of doesn't want Vader to have it. But, you know, that's the job. Well, Vader fights him for the uh, the casket because he wants the head and uh Again, it's it's really cool to see how how do I explain this? It's really cool to see how formidable Fett can be because again, not only is Vader a Jedi, he's a, he's a Sith and he's a strong Sith. Uh, Vader's pretty much a killing machine. He's unstoppable. You know, it's that whole uh, they don't sleep, they don't eat. He just all it knows is to kill, and uh, it, it shows. Fett holding his own against Vader to the point where Vader has to start using, you know, the the, the force powers and stuff to kind of get an edge on him. Um, and it also shows uh, Boba being kind of, you know, quick on his feet. He uh, he kicks over the casket into because they're like on a lava planet, almost like Mustafar. And he um, he kicks over the the casket into lava. And then Vader has to basically let Fett go in order to save the casket. So Boba's able to, you know, make his escape and survive. Which again is really cool because um, not a lot of people have one fought Vader and two lived to talk about it. So uh, after after that encounter, um, Vader and Boba kind of have a begrudging sense of respect towards each other just because they know each of them's like 
pretty badass. You know, they're pretty formidable. It's like, ah, oh, man, if I if I could avoid fighting this guy, it'd be probably be a good idea. Um, so again, it's it's a really cool idea. And then, and then, yeah, the the heads talking to Vader, telling him all the bad stuff that's basically gonna happen, or how, that it's not good to know the future. And she, you know, the head tells him like, hey, you know, Palpatine's gonna want to get a hold of me. He's gonna hit you up and want it. So yeah, you know, uh, he gets the transmission from Pal. Pal's like, "Oh, cool, you got it. You know, I want it. I want the the head. You know, bring it to me." And Vader kills her. You know, he destroys the head. He kill kills the uh, the the woman, the the shaman or whatever priestess or whatever she was. Uh, so Palpatine can't get a hold of it. Um, and again, that was that was a really really cool story. Um, let me see if I can find who it was by. It was a uh, so it was written by John Wagner. Um, the artists were Ian Gibson and John Nadeau, um, both inkers and pencilers, uh, published by Dark Horse, which is cool. It, the book came out in the late nineties or yeah, late nineties, 1999. Um, so again, late nineties, early 2000s when this came out and it's, it's cool how they were building up Boba Fett to be such a badass bounty hunter, even back then. Um, cause you guys know they, they've been kind of shining the light on him which is dope uh again i'm a huge boba fett fan uh, the, the more screen time he gets the better um because then everybody else can kind of see what he's about see what he uh he has to offer he's not just some dude in a cool looking suit um because that's kind of what mando's become lately uh, which again isn't, isn't the worst thing uh, he's he's badass too um but it was a really cool story again it was really early on to me reading comic books um yeah the next thing I want to transition to was uh, recently I talked about it previ- in the previous Oops All Star Wars episode, and it was the War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, they wrapped up War of the Bounty Hunters about a month ago, including all the tie-ins and everything, and they're moving on to the next part. It turns out that War of the Bounty Hunters is just the first part in a trilogy that Marvel Comics is putting out for Star Wars. The second part of the trilogy is going to be called Crimson Rain. Issue one's already came out. Um, you know, I've read a page or two of it. I'm looking forward to finishing that when I get a chance. And then the third part is a uh, Hidden Empire, Star Wars Hidden Empire. Um, and it kind of the way they're making everything seem that it's going is the uh, very similar to what the show's kind of making it seem too, where they're trying to get all the cartels, all the crime syndicates, you know, together to basically be able to hold their own against the empire. Um, which again, obviously the book of Boba Fett takes place, you know, with the remnant empire and the, the new, uh, re- the new Republic basically. Um, but what happens in the comic in the war of the bounty hunters is like I said, in the last episode, uh, it takes place in between episode four and five, no, not four and five, five and six. So in between empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. So after cloud city, Lucas is hand cut off. There's the Han carbonite slab. Um, and what happens is on his way back to drop the carbonite slab slab with um, the Han slab with uh, Jabba, it starts melting in certain spots. It's all uneven. So again, it was all like jerry rigged. Like um, it can't work properly. So what he ends up doing is he goes to Nar Shadda, which uh, for any of you Star Wars fans who are familiar with that planet, it's pretty much. They talk about Mos Eisley being a hive of scum and villainy. Well, this is like a whole, I think it was a moon or a planet, but it's a whole, you know, planet, you know, whole whole region where that's all it is. You know, it's all scum and villainy, the, the worst of the worst place you can go to. And um, while he's there, he he, he runs into uh, one of his buddies. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he's he's the same race as uh, Obi-Wan's buddy from the diner, the dude with the forearms. He's the same race as them. 
and he's telling uh Boba that yeah I can I can fix this lab and Boba's like all right cool I'll pay you when I you know collect the money and the guy's like no 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 I don't I don't do that you know you got to pay me up front and Boba's like I don't have any money and he tells him well there's another thing you can do for me then if you don't have the money and he's saying how there's this you know person who's been coming in to his business and she's been making a lot of uh a lot of ruckus you know a, lot, a, a mess of his business and uh because she's friends with a lot of the local gangs um or you know high powered gangs that she can kind of get away with it without no you know uh fear repercussions and he says that she is the reigning champion of like this you know these gladiator pits that they have on the planet on Arshadab. and uh he says shoot if you kill her you don't even have to pay me like that does payment enough and uh, so Boba, he sprays himself with, with what is basically the Star Wars equivalent of Plasti Dip. You know, he makes his armor all black and he calls himself Django. That's how he uh, registers into the the um, the gladiator, you know, events. And he's, um, you know, he's doing good. He's holding his own. He, he's winning. He's making his way to the top fairly quickly because he's Boba Fett. And he's a badass. And when he gets to the finals, you find out why she's the champion. And it's because she's like this weird, like arachnid alien species you know it's almost like a centaur but think instead of a you know a horse body it's a spider body and she basically webs up all the contestants all the uh, challengers and kills them easily because you know it's just webs so boba's doing everything and it kind of looks you know like he, he it, might, it might be too much for him but you know boba he's gonna use his rockets and flamethrowers he ends up you know setting it up to where uh he traps her um in a certain spot he cuts the web or destroys the web and it drops a giant boulder on her and it squishes her and it kills her. And, uh, you know, he kills her. He goes to try to collect the earnings because he's also the champion now. And the guys tell him, you know, uh, turns out that they're her friends, right? And they tell him, hey, we had a lot of money against you. You know, we bet a lot of money. You know, we lost a lot of money because we bet against you. And Boba's like, well, that's your problem, right? You know, don't don't bet against me. I'm Boba Fett. I'm a badass. Like, well, no, it's your problem now. We owe us a lot of money. He's like, nah, fuck that. Well, if you want to collect, you're going to have to, you know, do one more fight for us so we can try to win our money back. And Bobo's like, you know what? Just keep it then. Keep the winnings. And he goes. And when he gets back to his buddy's place, his buddy's dead and the slab is gone. And, uh, yeah, you find out at the end of it that uh, Crimson Dawn is behind it. And Crimson Dawn has made a return and they had not been seen previously since basically the end of the solo movie, right? When you find out that Maul was leading uh, Crimson Dawn, Kira's working for him and all that. And now Kira is the uh, the leader of Crimson Dawn. So it's, it's really interesting to see, you know, what her plans are and what they the, their whole plan is, is they, they want to steal the slab and ha- and hold an auction for it for all of the uh, all the crime syndicates, the cartels, um, the Empire, the rebels, for everyone to bid on it. And the you know highest bidder gets it. And what they do is, uh, what's really cool is there's the Bounty Hunters book, so you see a lot more of the, like, you know, uh, crime syndicates, you know, all the, the fringe characters. And in almost all the books, you know, you see a lot of people asking, like, who the hell's Crimson Dawn? Like, they haven't been around for so long, so they don't even know who it is, like, who who, who that or that group is. So half the guys are like, who the hell are these people? And then the other half who know who Crimson Dawn is are like, oh, shit. Crimson Dawn is back. Like, they are the real deal. They will kidnap your family and hold them ransom, and then when you pay back, they're going to kill them. <laughs> so it's just, you know, really bad dudes, people you shouldn't be messing with. 
Um, and then, yeah, everybody's trying to get an invitation to the, I forget the name of it. I should, again, I should get really good with names, but I'm, I'm just bad with it. Um, but they're holding these, uh, the auctions on this like ice planet almost might be a moon actually. And yeah, everyone's there. The huts, the blacks and big the pikes, like anyone and everyone, the empire and the rebels, like everyone's there. And, uh, in the meantime, um, Boba's being hunted. Jabba thought that Boba sold the slab to, you know, Crimson Dawn that he betrayed him. So he put a bounty on Boba. So Boba's not only like trying to get the slab back, but he's also fighting off and killing all these hired guns and bounty hunters and assassins and whatnot, trying to basically be like, Hey, I'm still on the job. Like I'm still doing this shit. And, uh, it, again, it's, it's really cool. It's another opportunity to see Boba Fett being a badass Cause he's just, you know, he fights Dengar. He fights, uh, Bosk. Shoot. He blows up Bosk's legs. Like, and he has to regrow him cause he's a reptile, but he also ties him up to like ice, like out on that snow planet or that snow moon, which again, uh, Bosk is a reptile. So if it's too cold, he's going to die. You know, he's, they're cold blooded. Uh, and it, it's really, really cool. They did a great job with, um, War of the Bounty Hunters, because it also shows that Kira, even though she has this grandiose plan of what she wants to do with the underworld, she still cares about Han. And her whole plan was, yeah, we'll do all this, but we'll find a way to get Han back to his people, as she says, which means the rebels, you know, which means Leia and Lando, because Lando and Lobot are help, and Luke are helping Leia and Chewie uh, get Han back. And uh, so she does this whole distraction after the auction's done, and Again, Boba Fett just keeps getting in the way because he's too good at his job. You know, he's finding where to go. He's defeating who he needs to defeat. He's teaming up with who he needs to team up with, at least for the time being. And uh, part of that uh, distraction was Kira fights Vader, which was is funny because they made her look like a badass for one whole panel. You know, she she put busts out these like brass knuck like uh, Eskrima sticks almost or like batons with brass knucks. And uh, she looks badass. She looks like she's going to whoop Vader's ass or at least hold up a good fight against him. And then Vader just starts using the force on her like instantly. And you're just like, man, you look badass for one panel for like a second. You were like, oh, shit, she's going to do something against Vader, uh, which is cool because she's I guess she's a master of Terrace Kasai. So all my Star Wars nerds know that that's like the martial arts, like a really high end martial arts in the Star Wars universe. There was actually a video game for the PlayStation called Masters of the Terrace Kasai. And you can fight like Leia versus um, Maura Jade, I think, is in there. And the Sand person, if you want. Like, it was a weird, weird fighting game. It was almost like a Tekken-style fighter. Um, but, yeah, it, it was cool. Vader's like, oh, it's such a shame that I have to kill a uh, master of such a lost uh, martial art form. Um, but also, I'm Vader. I'm a badass. And you're going to fucking get out of my way or you're going to die. Well, you'll probably die anyways. And uh, <laughs> she had to, like, drop, like, these little mini grenades or, you know, flashbang grenades to get away from him. So... I mean, even she had to resort to underhand attacks just to not die because he just right away goes after her. Um, and then, yeah, the Valance, who's like this cool Terminator cyborg dude, um, is trying to repay a debt to Han because, you know, he was buddies with Han. And then, you know, Han thought he betrayed him and he's been trying to prove this whole time that he didn't. And he thinks part of that will be to help um, uh, rescue him, you know, get him back to the rebels. And Leia's just freaking out. Lando's freaking out. Because um, they every time that they lose him, like it's just one step further away from being able to, you know, have him in their grasp, have him back as part of the rebellion and safe with his, you know, his own people, as, as Kira says. Um, so it's cool. It, it, it makes it look like at the end of uh, the, the last issue that 
the slab is going to sink to the bottom of some ocean and Fett's going to die with him and he ends up being able to grapple it and like, you know, fly away with his jetpack. It was a really, again, really, really cool guy shit. You know, the, the, the Boba Fett equivalent of walking away from an explosion is just jetpacking away with the, the Han slab. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the War of the Bond Hunters was a really cool read. I'm really looking forward to Crimson Rain as well. Like I said, I've only read a little bit of it. Um, but Crimson Rain's not what I've been looking forward to as much as it was Book of Boba Fett. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I, I recorded the initial episode that the file ended up getting corrupted before the episode came out, before the season started. So I've watched it now, and pretty much everything I talked about before is what I'm seeing is they, what Disney did with Boba Fett is they're kind of trying to make him more less of a bad guy, if that makes sense. Right. And, and which I don't know, I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not saying it's worse. I'm not saying it's better. It's definitely different character wise. Cause again, Boba Fett just cared about getting the job done. He cared about making his money, you know, fuck bitches get money, right? That whole shit, you know, he's very, uh, very hip hop about it. And, um, they're playing him off, you know, like he, he's trying to take over uh, Jabba's, um, basically his empire. You know, he kills Bib Fortuna, sits on the throne. It's awesome because he has Fennec Shan next to him, which, um, dude, she's so freaking badass. I, I, every time I see her, I'm just becoming more and more of a fan. Um, and uh, he's all like, oh, we're not going to run uh, an empire or uh, uh, whatever, you know, an organization based off of fear. It's going to be off of respect. I'm like, I don't know, dude, that doesn't sound super boba fett to me man because boba fett's whole thing is fears his name you know he, he wants to spook these guys so he can chase them down and uh it, it's really cool to see where they're going though because they're showing the one thing that i had talked about earlier too was i want to see in this new continuity how he gets out of the sarlacc pit how do they justify it and they did it a little bit differently again if you guys care about spoilers you guys are listening to the wrong freaking podcast because i'm gonna tell you exactly what happens um in the old eu Boba Fett was able to rig his jetpack along with a thermal detonator like a grenade to explode so it can basically launch him out of the Sarlacc pit. In the show, it basically shows him kind of like burning through, using his flamethrower to burn through the walls of the Sarlacc to get out. Um, and then he like digs his way out. Jawas come and just fucking steal his sneakers. You know, it stole his Jordans off of him along with his jetpack and armor. And um, he's found by Tusken Raiders or Sand People, you know, if you want to be not pc about it um, but that's what they were called initially the sound people um and they basically have him hostage they're the he's a prisoner and yeah it's it's kind of weird because they keep showing him kind of like almost integrating with uh the tribe by the end of the episode which is kind of weird because the whole thing with the tuscan raiders is uh they do not like outsiders at all like they would not really have him as a hostage or as a prisoner unless you know it was like shmi skywalker right and they want to like run a train or gang bang on her you know till she dies like they did in the movies um but yeah like it's it's weird like it's it's interesting to see what they're gonna do about it um but yeah i'm, I'm really looking forward to the yeah the, the rest of the book of both i'm looking forward to see if if mando makes an appearance or even grogu which i'd find hard to believe like i i got a feeling we'll probably see mando without rogu you know he'll allude to like oh yeah he's off training or something like that maybe maybe i don't know i just don't know what they're gonna do with luke you know uh, the end of season two was very ambiguous right so i'm looking forward to season three as well of uh, mando but 
Not as much as I was looking forward to uh, Book of Boba Fett. It was really cool, too. For Christmas, my cousin Noemi, shout out to Noemi, uh, she gave me a really cool Christmas tree ornament. Um, and it's Boba Fett sitting on the throne, you know, with the little Rancor uh, decorations on it. And uh, that, that just helped get me, you know, ready for uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, other things I'm hoping to see is, you know, on top of Mando, uh, characters like Miggs Mayfield. I'm surprised how much I like Miggs Mayfield. You know, Bill Burr did a great, great job um, with a great character. You know, he's he showing off his acting skills. Um, I know he's always been very loud and outspoken about you know what he thinks about nerdy shit star wars especially and uh it's cool to see not only him him embrace the culture and the series and the franchise but also fans embrace him because i know i'm not the only one that likes migs who like the character it's such a migs mayfield was what you wanted to see from finn he he all the wasted potential for finn went towards Miggs, you know, went towards Mayfield, where it shows you a guy who was part of the Empire and has seen what it's like to do the dirty work and has basically just had enough of it. He's like, nah, this is... Uh, I care about my men. I care about the Stormtroopers. I care about my, you know, all the people who are, you know, with me. And the officers in the Empire don't. And, uh, again, that was kind of what I was hoping I would see with... Uh, I just said his name to Finn um, in the movies, and they just didn't do anything with it. They just, again potential wasted um so yeah I'm, I'm hoping to see him in there i'm hoping to see other guys too like all right we saw ig11 in the beginning of the series are we gonna see ig88 because he was definitely a big part of boba fett are we gonna see black sun vigo like in person that'd be fucking cool you know those weird like snake alien things um would be cool like prince size or in them uh fuck you know what would be really cool too would be a dash rendar appearance dash rendar and his knock you know knockoff han solo with his knockoff wookie with his knockoff uh, uh millennium falcon would be kind of interesting too to kind of recanonize them and are we gonna see mandos right um are we gonna see sabine are we gonna see uh uh what's her name um bo-katan crins i was gonna say satine that's her dead sister because she dated um See, I'm really interested on where they're planning on going with this. Um, he can't try to be nice all the time. What would be cool, what I would like to see is him trying to do the whole respectful thing, you know, trying to run it, you know, be the quote-unquote nice guy in a in a industry of scum and villainy, right? Try to be the nice guy and him basically realize, like, you know what? Nothing gets the job done like good old-fashioned Boba Fett violence. Uh, I, I'd, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping they build towards something like that. I know they're definitely playing up the whole thing with the sand people with the Tuscan Raiders because he had that gaffy stick, you know, in Mando season two. So it might be one of those like he got strong enough to pretty much hold his own. Because if you watch the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, he helps kill this giant weird like John Carter of Mars like alien thing. Um and he's slowly being accepted into the Tuscan Raider culture, right? Like they give him his little black spray painted black pumpkin that he drinks water out of. Um, it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I wonder what they're gonna do. Um, I wonder if they're gonna show him leaving the Tuscan Raiders and trying to find his armor as well, because I know that was a big part of uh, season two was him getting his armor back. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it again. Uh, Disney, I'm, I'm really happy with what they've been doing with the TV shows, having Filoni and Favreau just in charge of this is just, it's the best thing they've done 
since the comics because really the the comics are the only thing that i felt were consistently done well story-wise and plotting and pacing and character wise that star wars has been doing in the last shoot six seven years now um so again as always i'm looking forward to it um other than that i mean that's pretty much it like i said it was an all boba fett episode is me by myself so the episode's gonna be a little bit shorter because i'm just talking non-stop to uh to you guys you know the listener um as I say every episode, if you have any questions about the podcast, about any stories, any recommendations, any suggestions on a, how to make the podcast better, if you have any uh, any g- previous guests that you'd like to see come back, because I know a lot of my buddies are willing to come back if you know we set it up ahead of time. So if we get a lot of fans, a lot of people, a lot of the listeners, um, you know, demanding it, you know, it'll be back by popular demand. You know, this guest or whatever. Um, if you guys have any suggestions on how to make the podcast better, uh, I mean, again, we have the, we have an email, uh, weaving words podcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram for all of it. I try to keep those posted as much as I can. Instagram or Instagram is a little bit more along with the Facebook Twitter here and there. I mean, it really just comes down to if I got anybody, you know, hit me up on that. And then, uh, other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you can find me on instagram roman the nerd or um weaving words podcast you can find me on facebook under my name js roman if you have any questions on there or even on the weaving words podcast um you know drop a comment drop a like um if you can again share it one of the best things you can do is if you like the podcast if you really want to support me um just share it man again you don't even have to force anyone to listen to just be like recommend it be like hey you know my buddy does a podcast and they talk about cool stories. You should check it out because we have a lot of really great guests. We have a lot of really great stories that are talked about that you would have never probably given a shot if it wasn't for somebody talking about it. Um, and, that, and that's what I like to do. It's almost like a book club, right? Like you're you're reading the same thing, only it's kind of in reverse where it's like you hear about something, you want to go back and check it yourself. Because if I hadn't already read this uh, Enemy of the Empire comic uh, four issue limited series, I would be going out of my way to find it, whether it's a trade paperback, get at the library, eBay, whatever I had to do. I'd be like, oh, I want to check that out, you know, read it online or whatever. Um, It'd be really cool to check out. And I would have never, you know, people wouldn't have heard if I wasn't talking about if they were listening to this. So that's the whole point of this podcast right now is that I'd like to at some point get back to writing, but it's just been so busy. And it's really writing is very time intensive and it takes a lot of a lot of uh, effort that I just haven't been able to put towards it, especially because I got other projects I've been working on. I got other writing projects along with social media projects that I want to get done. I would like to this next coming year, 2022, is get some YouTube videos out, uh, general nerdy stuff. Uh, same thing if you guys have any suggestions on what you'd like to see. Um, you know, I'm all ears. I'm willing to check check stuff out, try it out. Um, yeah, other than that, thank you for giving me a listen. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Adios.